Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. With me today is the illustrious Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. Hello. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I've got 365 days of move goals completed today. Wow, you, you got your, um, Steve and I are connected via our Apple watches and we tend to try to outdo one another every so often. So he'll pop in here and he'll be like, hey, hey, look what I've got done. There's <laughs> and this you, nine hour advantage to each day though that spoils <laughs> it, isn't it? <laughs> you may have noticed I've been closing quite a few rings lately. Yes, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the mind body uh, feature on that app is really good because I can get my gardening done and I can heal up my back and get my steps in, but I'm not doing any mm. bending or heavy lifting so mm. that works for me but yeah on a totally different tangent let's discuss what today's episode is about we are talking about uh, developing values for advanced planning whoa whoa that sounds like heavy lifting there to me <laughs> serious stuff yeah so so here's what happened guys listen here's what happened uh, while I was in healing mode just after surgery I decided in my great wisdom that I was going to look up various planning videos because I really couldn't do anything other than cry as I walked around and then got back into bed. Um, so I came across the Franklin Covey videos. I think, Steve, we posted those in a previous episode. Mm. Uh, we may yeah. relink them to this one, but I'd like to get us moving along on a, a little bit more sophisticated level of planning. So we decided that we were going to discuss how to develop values so that we can actually start advancing and becoming more sophisticated in our planning. And the reason I've chosen the Franklin Covey method is because I tried it. I tried it with the system, I tried it with the inserts, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I think that what I've done now is I've gone back to my Filofax system, which I love, and I've adopted the Franklin Covey methodology of planning into my Filofax inserts. And I am using the, what's the one called, Steve, that I'm using? You should know. You know everything I use. This is called the Two Pages Per Day Diary, I think. Yes. So the time management. Yeah, it's the one that just takes up, I have 35 millimeter rings on my A5, and it takes up the entire rings. Like, there's nothing else in there, just a today. It's a heavyweight. <laughs> So it's two pages per day. One side has notes. The other side has a breakup of delegation, phone activities, primary activities. Tests, yeah, appointments. All sorts of stuff. And it works for me because I journal during the day, and I like to have my notes for that day. But I also like to keep track of what time my appointments are. And a lot of times I'm intertwining clients client meetings with my own appointments and some of this can get mishmashed and I'm a big proponent of having only one calendar and this calendar seems to be working for me so much so that and I would usually don't like to mention months and days and things like that but I'm going to mention it this time Steve so much so that I have ordered my 2022 inserts in July of 2021 <laughs> this is the earliest I have ever 
ordered uh, my inserts and that's because I've actually become so confident in my planning system now that I, I don't, I dare say, I don't think I will alter it much further from here, assuming that things keep the same pace. So that's, what that's I... That's sort of reassuring to say the least, isn't it? The fact well, that you've... Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And there's so much comfort in knowing that I don't have to think about what system's going to be working for me later on three months down the line. This has just worked for me. But mm. I did try, and I'll say this, I did try this system prior to having discovered the Franklin Covey methodology and it didn't work for me then. So I've, I've come around the full circle, but I've come around the right way. So you can't shortcut this. You've, you've got to put <laughs> pen to paper. <laughs> and if you try to shortcut it, we'll kick you back out and tell you you've got to go back in the other way around. <laughs> there's there's uh, nothing worse than sort of discovering sort of three months later that if you'd used them slightly differently, they would have worked better for you. Yes, really. yes. And in fact, I know a lot of us out there in the Plannerverse are really trying to come to terms with which system works for us so that we can stop thinking about it and actually get mm. to work. It It is exhaustive mm. trying to get to that place of uh, happiness and where, where we know the planner is actually working for us and we're not duplicating or triplicating our efforts and so on. So, so what is it about this system? I'm going to dis discuss this with Steve here in a moment, but I just kind of want to lay out some groundwork. Number one, we're going to link the, the links in the show notes as Steve does. Um, the most important thing that I discovered, and I'll start with that, is that if you don't have values written down on paper, you're pretty much planning whatever comes at you during the day. Within reason. Yeah, I get that your work tells you kind of where you have to be and your family tells you where you have to be and you kind of know where you want to be in terms of your own personal space and health and well-being. But the big question is, do you know why? Why do you work where you work? Why do you choose the New Year's resolutions that you choose? Why do you plan? Why? why? The big question is why. So I think the main purpose and the discovery that I found out of using the Franklin Covey system was understanding the why. And that happens through two steps. Number one, through the development of a personal mission statement. And there's going to be a link for that, that Franklin Covey have, which I found to be very helpful. It's a good start if you've never written a personal mission statement before to understanding how to do that. And even before the personal mission statement, there is a link we're going to post to how to discover your governing values. And I personally, I was telling Steve prior to the show uh, that I like to have a list that I can work off of instead of trying to imagine what my values are. It's helpful to me when I see the words and then I can pick off of those words and make them my own. Um, do, you, do you keep a list of values or goals or do you have anything like a personal mission statement steve is that something? i'll be honest not these days no right it used right. to be something that i used to do when i was working i mm. will admit to that but these days things are somewhat more relaxed i would say <laughs> <laughs> potentially completely the wrong way of doing things because it can be a bit haphazard um, because I rely on my own um, sort of 
methodology, if you like, to actually keep myself focused on what I should be doing on each day or each week or each month or wherever. Um, I don't follow a regimented thing by any means at all, really. I'm, I'm, I'm the complete bad example. Don't follow my example. <laughs> so, so Steve's going to be attending the class today. We're all going to be attending class today. This is like a confessional, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Come, come tell me, my child. Tell me, what have you not planned today? So the, <laughs> the wonderful thing about developing values is I like that you use the word regimented because I think that's what a lot of people think mm. developing values means is that suddenly you're at the mercy of a system that you've arbitrarily developed and now you have to keep at it sort of in mm. that sense. And it really isn't because even if you've got nothing going on in your life because of the pandemic, you still have a family life, right? You still have a spouse, you still have children, you still have a home, you still have your own self to contend with every day. And the wonderful thing about the values is that it gives you your why. So if you say to me, well, um, Allison and I are going down to the doctors or we're going to go down and get our shots or whatever it is, what's the why? The why could be that one of your values is outstanding health. Maybe you've determined that for yourself and for your life, outstanding health is where you'd like to be. So once you know that, or self-respect, or I don't know what else. I'm looking through a list here off the link. Um, knowledge, friendships. Friendships might be mm. it too. Health. So that you can health, health, health ultimately. Yeah. So if that's one of the governing values that you have and you've plugged in the various appointments that you have throughout the week or the month, you know that you're in alignment with one of your core values. Mm. And I think, I, I know it sounds so simple what I'm saying. It's, it's not like we haven't heard it before, but for some reason I was able to connect the dots this time around and it just blew me away, especially the Gary Richens or whatever. Yeah. Baldi's yeah. Uh, videos. He was so good at that. Um, it's, Whilst I've never actually got a sort of a personal mission statement written, I think my sort of way, sort of guided route through the week is, you know, never have a blank week. You know, mm. don't sit down on Monday morning and, oh, what am I going to do this week? Sort right. Of now, there are things there because, you know, tasks come up and all the rest of it. So that's what guides me in a way. Is so let's let's try and identify that. Would you, would you say that that's more of a determination value on your end or an inner harmony? Or... Yeah, because the, the way in which those are structured in a way, they, if you, if you worked it, did it back to front, if you like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not the way you should do this, but think about it. If you've not got, a mission statement thing but you're doing a lot of things that effectively are part of that mission statement you just not realized it correct you have to do it back to front don't you you think yes. well i'm doing all this lot what what is why am i doing all that and then you work back towards the mission statement whereas traditionally you would think you would start with your mission statements and then you would end up with the series of tasks goals call them what you want that would fall from those things um so 
Yeah. <laughs> you can. Absolutely, you can. There are some people that right off the bat, especially with the worksheet yeah. um, that, that Franklin Covey have, they really guide you through how to develop the personal mission statement. I found for myself that it helps me develop. I need the language first. So I need to have the language initially to be able to determine what a mission state, what my mission statement is. If I start with the mission statement, I fumble through seven, eight examples and crossing out words here and there until I actually get to one. So if you want to actually do it properly, backwards planning is what this is called um, on my end of the spectrum here. And what you do is you, you look up your values. So some examples of values are, for example, autonomy, right? Independence, mm. balance, beauty, um, competency, creativity. So one of my personal core values is creativity. And it's not mm. because I strive for it, but I have a tendency to become lazy with my creativity. So instead of writing and pushing out content, I tend to just sit there and not right? So if one of my values I know that I put down is being creative, then that means I have to make time in my planner for those activities. And suddenly my planner is beginning to look like something that aligns with who I am. And I'm no longer in this exhaustive state of what was it he was calling like the hamster wheel, right? So you're at work, you're doing things, you're busy all day long. And, uh, all of a sudden you find yourself exhausted because you've achieved nothing throughout the day. Hmm. One of the things that identifying what each task is contributing to helps with your balance, be it work-life balance, be it sort of balance within your normal sort of day-to-day life is to make yeah. sure you're, you're doing your exercise, you're doing your sort of menial sort of domestic tasks, you're doing things towards, say, education, uh, and so on and so on. So you, they sort of would group together fairly easily. Absolutely. And you, you sort of get to see um, what what's taking up your time from the point of view of not being able to do other things as well. You, you would be able to sort of identify, right, hold on a minute, I'm doing way too much of this particular core thing which isn't helping me get to something else that I enjoy doing, be it just watching a reading books or right. going to the uh, cinema or, or whatever it is. Inadvertently, um, we had actually stumbled onto this, Steve, when we were talking about contexts, if you remember, way back mm, in the day, we were talking yeah. about con contextualizing. And so my system of planning incorporated my little categories of color codes, mm. right? So I had my business, I had myself, I had mm. my family, and so on. And everything mm. had a color code. And the reason I coded it was because of Benjamin Franklin, which this mm. entire system is based off of. Let's be real here. Um, and what I would do is I would look at the colors on my week and determine which colors did not get enough attention. He had his little black dots. He would fill in black dots with things that he succeeded at or mm. failed at. I forgot which one it was, but he would count up his black dots and then he would, tr his goal was to have let fewer black dots the following week. So I mm. guess he was where he failed is where those black dots were. And uh, an interesting concept is somebody had suggested to him uh, when he presented his core values to a friend, a friend suggested he should have humility on there as a core value. And he plugged it in. And that's the one value that he constantly failed at. 
So I, I really think it's important to realize that we shouldn't be so quick to adopt others' values for ourselves simply because it sounds good or may, maybe it's something you're striving for and that's fine if it's part of your personality. But for example, off of the list that James Clear provides and we'll include that in the link, one of the, um, one of the values is, uh, hold on, I have it here, recognition. I absolutely despise recognition. I'm sorry. The, so the podcasts and all the blog posts and all of that stuff, I do because I do them because I love to do them. There is mm. nothing in me that wants to be having dinner somewhere and someone to come by and be, oh my God, you're so and so. No, please, no, that's not me. But that I know that's Steve, 100%. When he walks into the Ritz-Carlton, he wants everyone to, Steve, Steve, Mr. Morton. In fact, yeah. Steve has a little Japanese fan, right? You have a fan club in Japan that follow you around in Belgium, from I, what um, I've heard. I <laughs> had someone approach me on an underground station day one day. Said, Are you Steve Morton? <laughs> oh, yeah. I listen to your podcast. Oh, you know, you, you sound just the same. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the, the idea is don't pick values that you think people might want you to have or mm. that you might think people might like you because you have. I would highly recommend you pick values that excite you, that make you feel like you're alive, right? So other values include humor, love, loyalty, um, openness, optimism. I love optimism. That's one of my values as well. And I just absolutely cannot go throughout the day with negativity. There's so much negativity in the world, Steve. It's easy to find. One thing I'd like to say on this is there's no sort of setting concrete rules on how you go about and what you should include, what you shouldn't include, because we all have different um, responsibilities, don't, don't we, during, you know, right. in our personal life in our work life and all the rest of it so you have to make some sort of framework that fits you if you like and then once you start to see this framework start to put together it's you need to do only need to do small changes don't you Correct. to what you're spending your time on here and right. there and you don't have to do drastic changes because small changes can sometimes bring about sort of large benefits um small changes on how you plan can bring about sort of big benefits as well so it, it's it's all about sort of looking at the detail i think and sort of picking yeah. out the things well, to change well, once you have your once you have your core values you can then use that language to build your mission statement and then you can look at your life and be able to pull back the image and see if you're in the job that's meant for you or is your job something that's exhausting you and that might be a drastic change you may have to come to terms with the fact that maybe one of the biggest causes of your distress or stress in your life is the fact mm -hmm. that you are in a job that was not that is not aligned for your priorities mm -hmm. and i'm not telling you to go quit your job but what i am telling you is that you may want to take a look and see what alternatives are available to you so that you can start making choices based on what actually lights you up in life versus doing things because you've always done them. And having the values and the mission statement, I think are absolutely vital to making choices so that you know you are on the right path. A lot of times my client asks me, how do I know if I'm picking the right job for me or not? And 
there is a lot of value questions that I ask them. I ask them is what's imp more important to you, money or stability? What's mm. more important to you, uh, being able to grow in the company or being able to have a, a job that you don't have to think about and you know every day you come in and you do the same thing and there's no stress for you. So being able to come up with those values is very helpful in allowing you to start deepening your planning and becoming more sophisticated in the content that you write for yourself so that you can go back and hold yourself accountable. It's much more pleasurable for myself to hold myself accountable on values like creativity and love and kindness, right? As opposed to popularity and recognition. Those are things that don't align with me. And if you tell me that we're doing this because we want to be popular, I'd shut it off in a heartbeat. So there's, for both of us, for Steve and I, we, we started this endeavor many years ago because we both said that there has to be a voice out there in the community that allows, that allows for planning to be uh, demystified, right? It's, mm. We democratize planning, basically. It's not for the rich and famous. It's not for the poor. It's for everyone. And that's one of the reasons why I really want people to consider the Franklin Covey value and mission statement system. Uh, later on, we can talk about how their actual planning works when you start writing it down. And we might do an episode on that too, because that has really affected the way I plan in my planner now. Um, and I found that I don't need to use their system or their inserts to make it happen. You can really do this anywhere, but you, you have can to use, be mindful of You can of use it. the method, the yes, methodology. Absolutely. In, in other other inserts you don't need to have their inserts that's which is a good thing because anybody in europe can't buy them easily thank you for saying it I've, that's what i was going to say next is i've noticed a lot of people saying hey can you help me get some inserts or we can't find them in mm. europe and you don't need the inserts you really don't uh mm. you, the worksheets are available online if you want to mm. write print your own and do them yearly you can but having your values in your planner is tremendous power for me. It's, it empowers me to feel like when I'm writing stuff down, I can discern. I have this huge discernment now of why am I putting this in here? Or am I cutting this out completely? Or am I delegating it to someone because this has nothing to do with my governing values? Therefore, I don't know why it's taking up real estate in my planner. That's, I've become absolutely um, brutal with dis deciding on what fits in there and what doesn't. Uh, so minimalism, for example, is another one of the things that I appreciate and I'm working towards. And um, I know, Steve, you had recommended Casey Neistat's videos to me, and I appreciate the mm. fact that you like those videos. He had said something similar to the effect of, um, I, I don't want to have more in my calendar. I want to have the least amount of items in my calendar. Mm. <laughs> I appreciated that. Uh, and I, I think that's part of the minimalism is to be able to say, well, look how lovely I have white spaces here. And if you find that you have a lot of white space, perhaps you're doing other things that you're just not writing in there. They're, they're just part of your value, but you haven't written them down. You can actually be doing sort of tasks at your desk and whatever that you don't actually write an appointment in to do that right. um, task, whatever. Um, you're, you're, it's the way in which you're using it. it you might be only recording the things that you've got to remember. You've actually got to be in a particular place at a particular time. The rest of the time, you've got it more or less under control and it's recorded in a different way. Um, uh, do you think that you're going to develop some values 
for yourself after this podcast recording? Steve? Yeah, it'd be worthwhile if I sort of sat down and, and did the sort of reverse engineering on it, as it were. Um, it would be just sort of an interesting exercise to, to do anyway and uh, look through those links and sort of see how it works for me. Just because um, one is retired or one is no longer participating in portions of life that they were previously participating, like full-time work, that sort of thing, mm. uh, doesn't mean that you don't have priorities. It doesn't mean that you don't have wants or needs. And I think that's what's important in using the language to develop what's current for you right now and to develop where your priorities are so that you can actually start developing uh, travel and holidays and ability to hang out with friends and ability to meet with family and all of those things that have a different meaning to you now than they did maybe 30 years ago. So things get shuffled around and this is where the unregimented portion of it kicks in. Just because you've defined a value for yourself doesn't mean that now you're a slave to it. You're not beholden to it. I believe that in defining a value, you've now decided that this is what's of importance to you. And as a result, you're going to lean towards events and experiences that provide that for you multiple times or in, in bigger formats. Yeah, so if travel is a, is a value for you, then maybe you start defining where you'd like to go traveling. So it really just enhances it, doesn't it? It doesn't make you beholden to it. One of the things I've often said before is um, the fact that you can, if you plan, if you make good use of your planner um, each day, you you don't have to plan it so you've covered the full 24 hours of the day, do you? You can, you can have gaps in the day that you can slot things, slot other things, unexpected sure. things in. Sure, sure. And that will help, you know, the fact that you know that you've, you're under control. Yes, you can suddenly react to some, you know, unforeseen situation. I would say right. emergency situation because we don't have emergencies every day. But an unforeseen thing might come along, you know, you might take a phone call and suddenly you've got suddenly someone's dropped something in your lap that you hadn't anticipated but you, you've got everything under control, so you know that, yes, yes, I can do that, because you know that you've got everything under control, and you know that the what you had got planned for, say, the afternoon, you knew that you were doing it slightly ahead of time, so you can push that one back a little bit, and it won't cause too much disruption. Sure. Um, I like doing things when everything's under control, and it, as you say, doesn't lead to getting completely stressed out about things. Um you can sort of cover the bases and react quickly. And isn't it true, Steve, wouldn't you agree that when we say things are under control, it's not that the things are under control, it's that we have control over when we can anticipate their happening. So uh, that's for me the control, is not that I want to know and be able to control everything around me, Mm -hmm. but the fact that I can anticipate where I need to be at what time, and controlling our own destiny as it were correct correct and so for example if you're if one of your values is knowledge which is a lovely Mm. value and you find that you've incorporated zero reading time in your planner 
then that might be an indicator that you have a priority that's not aligned. It's not good or bad, huh? Just listen mm. listen to how we're saying it. This is not a judgment. Oh, you've been bad, you haven't been reading. This is just a misalignment of your priorities versus what your values are. And your values will bring you back to where you want to get to. So we can get derailed oftentimes. Life has a tendency to do that to us. But it's our values that will bring us back to where we need to be. And that's, that's what I'd like to leave you with is if you could, the least effort you could make on this is just to write up a list of top five values that you have and define them, be very clear about them. And if you're having trouble being clear about them, go to the link that shows you how to do a mission statement because that will plug in the language, the missing language for you to get clear on it. Even if you all list, even if you only just sort of spot one thing this time round, and just detail that and then next week another thing and detail yeah. what that is and, and so on you know you don't have to sort of sit down and you know just channel all your energy yeah. in one hit it just doesn't work that way but then then you know what you're tracking and why mm. you're not just yeah. arbitrarily tracking things because you don't know what to put in your planner you're tracking mm. things based on the values that you've generated and now mm. there's meaning in the book that you're carrying around enough yeah that's it good luck i hope i hope everybody writes some values out there go out and do it you can do it so where can we find you on the interwebs oh you can find me at planarology and at throat punch resumes and making faces at steve on instagram instacart instagram that's it (laughs) instabook kareen tovmasian planarology throat punch resumes that's where you'll find me where can we find you steve You'll find me in the usual place of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagrams. I have two important things to tell you. Uh oh. One is if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. And the second one, which is a bit of yes. trivia, yes. if you were to dial the phone number 555 2368, who would you be calling? Uh-oh. You would be calling the Ghostbusters. Or, if you're old like me, the same <laughs> number was used for Jim Rockford. Wow, Ask the Rockford Files. you don't know that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice. Nice bit of trivia, I'm full of useless like information this. like that. I, I like this uh, little bit of a change-up in the format. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with you. You're so creative now. <laughs> With that nugget of information, we will say goodbye for now and we'll see you next time. Bye.